welcome back to the character corner this is chris and Deepom here and uh we're here with our second uh character corner in october um we are here because uh next week dr strange comes out in theaters marvel studios and um we are doing our quick character corner on dr strange to kind of go over his history and background here um you know uh, we talked about it a little bit before and we've done this before i think we're talking about you know, Doctor Strange kind of really being a weird kind of character to get into. Um, and personally, I think most of his best stuff is probably not in his own books. We'll get into that a little bit well, later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But the first thing I want to do is, because, you know, with Doc, you know, and this is going to happen. And if you don't want to hear this shit, don't listen to our Doctor Strange review. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to always, I'm going to always mention the fact that, you know, the whole issue in addressing the issue of, White savior, whitewashing, and things like that. Let's like you. You can't. I don't see how you can review a movie or talk about Doctor Strange and not mention that kind of stuff. You kind of have right. to. Um, the first thing I want to do is I, I uh, not. I won't spend too much time on what's going on in the movie again. You listen to our review. We'll talk about it there. Um, but one of the things I've seen, and I kind of wanted. To, this is one of the only times I'll push back against this. I've seen a lot of references about Doctor Strange originally being Asian. Thank you. And. Here's the thing, guys. I've, I've tried to go and do my research. I went to look at those. His first appearance of Strange Tales, number 110. I love these things. He's drawn giving, and I think it's Ditko was the one who drew him, giving him a strange look that you might interpret as a stereotypical Asian figure. But after like two or three issues, that kind of goes away, and you can just tell he's a white guy. Right. Like, Dr. Stephen Strange is a white guy. Flat out, he's always been a white guy. He's never been Asian. He's never been called Blizzard, Blizzard camouflage white. Right. Like, this is, you know, he might get that, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a really bad tan sometimes, but <laughs> he's a white guy. And so I, I just want to, I've, I've, I've seen people sit there and talk about the whitewashing with the film. And whitewashing in general with the character and claiming that Marvel changed the character to Asia, from Asian to white. N never happened, guys. Like, factually inaccurate. It's just factually inaccurate. I think you're confusing the fact that he was drawn. And again, if you look at some of Dicko's earlier drawings, he even drew, and I hate to say this because it's very stereotypical, he drew the slanted eyes on Peter Parker. Like, it's, you can't use that as basis for him. It kind of reminds me of when people say that the. Um, the Lex Luthor in um, Justice League Unlimited was um, was black, and I was like, uh, I just never got that. I you know, read what you want to read, but I didn't see it either. Yeah, I I just didn't see that. So, um, no, and I want to throw that out there because I think it's important to throw that out there. Now, having said that, I will say, while he's always been a white guy, he's always been drawn as a white guy. There's nothing that. In Doctor Strange, when we go through this stuff, there's nothing in Doctor Stephen Strange's history that means he had to be a white guy. I think you can you could have made him a, you could have made him any race, and it would have been fine. They could have. And so I I, I, I think that yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. But to the overwhelming arrogance and privilege. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, of, yeah. Of Doctor Strange. Listen, listen. Okay. Like, if you read, like, we'll talk about the origins in a second. But even if you read like original tellings and modern retellings. He's a prick. Oh, yeah, listen. The, like, well, there's nothing to stop him from being... Like, I would have been okay if they made right. an Asian-American or Asian person Doctor Strange. It would have worked. 
However, these black and Asian, they're assholes of every race. Right, right. But this specific type of assholery. Oh, like this, this was if we talk about assholery. Like, I really think you need to have white privilege, guys. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, they can't say that, but like, it really needs to be a white guy really, for the white privilege. Like, the white privilege really brings it home. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a bit that Bill Burr did about how, as a white guy, every time he put the suit on, he feels the evil inside of him. Like, you just put the suit on, he just feels like a president <laughs> of shit. Like, that's Stephen Strange <laughs> early in his career. Like, you just you know need... Stephen's... Doctor Strange is a great room, and the white privilege is the rug that just pulls it all together. Right, right. And just, like I said, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I, I'm not going... Like, I think even more so than... Um, and we'll eventually do Danny and uh, Iron Fist later on, but I think even more so than that, like... Stephen Strange, like, there's a certain things he does, like you said, even in modern tellings. There's certain things you go, I was like, yeah, a black guy wouldn't do that shit, man. Like, at one point, Dr. Uh, Doctor Voodoo becomes the new Sorcerer Supreme, and I'm just like, yeah, Dr. Voodoo wouldn't have done that shit, man. Like, <laughs> like Dr. Strange would, because you're just an arrogant, like, just got to take, take, take it all on myself, and I can, you know, I can, I'm that, like, just, there's, a, there's, there's arrogance, but then there's white privilege arrogance, and, again, not saying you couldn't done it, and, um, I totally hear what people say, and um, I and I think there's definitely a certain aspect when you have a white guy goes to uh, an Asian culture and takes Asian, you know, Asian culture, and it it makes you feel icky, and it should. Um, but I just want to say, just I wanted to lead up with saying he's never been he's never been anything but a white guy. Um, but but. Arrogance aside, <laughs> supreme white arrogance or white privilege aside, he could have been any race. Right. He could have been. And I think that, you know, I'll talk more about this when I do the review of the movie. I, I do think that Marvel probably dropped the ball there and not trying to find someone else uh, to do that. Um, there's that there, there's that side of it. But it's also like been in the current back isn't exactly like just some guy, some geek off the street. They're, they're in, again, like it's not like they went out and got like some you know replacement level actor. I'm like, you know, they bring in like a list like big time heavy hitter actors to play these roles, right? I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't want to get too much into that, but I, I see people try to downplay Benedict Cumberbatch sometimes. I'm just like, guys, listen, again, <laughs> this is a huge it, it goes, get for Marvel. It, it, it goes back to the thing about when you're trying to force him to be something that, you know other than ever having been a white guy. It's like you don't have to exaggerate. Like I don't think that. I think you, when you go through things, you can see they're problematic. You can say you can wish that they had gone some another direction, but let's not go so far that we downplay what exists. Like we if don't they have didn't to do what we wanted. That makes it wrong. That's not necessarily let's true. Not, let's not say that it should have been a white guy. I mean, it shouldn't have been a white guy. He was never. He didn't. He wasn't originally a white guy. Well, no, he was. Let's not say that Benedict Cumberbatch isn't Benedict fucking Cumberbatch and is you know an amazing actor who fucking kills every role he does. Like let's. Let's slow down a little bit, guys, and not we don't have to go that far to also sit there and say that, hey, this is problematic and they could have done something better. So getting that I want to get that out of the way. Because um <clears throat> I think that it kind of goes back to what we've we've said before about Marvel and their characters. A lot of their characters start off and this happened with Luke Cage. A lot of the characters start off with some really problematic things. Mm-hmm. Very, very problematic. And instead of running from that, what you see is Marvel embrace that and try to introduce new ways of addressing and dealing with that. Um, and I, I think that's, I think that's important. I think that's an important thing to do and they do it. And, and we'll get into this when we start talking about Dr. Strange. I think one of the things they did with Dr. Strange is 
I don't know if you want to call it deconstruction of heroes or if it's just they put them in different spots to make them more flawed and they do it in a way that doesn't involve them rebooting their entire continuity like DC does. And it's weird because I think DC character like when, when we we just did um Justice Society of America and DC has some really like these those those are some really human characters. Right? There are some characters that have some real human traits and while they're you know the pinnacle of superheroes they they you can relate to them in some kind of ways and i feel like sometimes dc feels doesn't recognize what they have there and they feel like the way the way to do this is to kind of reboot their universe and i don't know it's just for me it's easier to draw a line from the beginning of of a character in marvel to to where they're at now right. than it is with dc and i and i think that's one of the flaws of dc you have a lot of good stories and a lot of good things that happen there. You don't have to throw everything out if you want to well, make a change. And without starting to a uh, deep home tries to fix DC podcast, which I'm sure we've recorded like three or four of these. Mm-hmm. Um, for DC, the through line always leads back to the symbol. Mm-hmm. No matter what you, but that lets you go a lot of different places of character, but as long as you get back to the symbol, it's all that matters. With the Marvel characters, because as we talked about before, like the the origins of the of the two companies, the character was always the core. Mm-hmm. So Peter Parker always mattered just as much, if not more, than Sp- than Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Jay Garrett is barely distinguishable from the Flash, right? And so I think that that difference, that duality, that that extra layer of complication, not getting into like who tells, who told better stories or what times or who took more chances with stories or what times that inherent duality is really what pays off. Particularly when talking about someone like Stephen Strange who, yes. Okay. Let's talk about this way before Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. What do you know about Bruce Wayne? He was a kid and there's a whole bunch of blank space. And then he's Batman. Clark Kent was a kid, whole lot of blank space. Then he's Superman with Stephen Strange. We watch adult Stephen Strange, particularly in the origin, which I'm really excited to see how they do in the movie because I think Conrad can act his ass off and really deliver in this scene. Hmm. But when he realizes that his hands that have brought him so much pride and joy and fame and power are useless, he literally is so desperate to recapture. Like, he doesn't get his powers out of a need to do good. Mm-mm. He gets his powers out of, I was a, I was, I was a god. And I've lost it. And I'll do anything to recapture that feeling. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I don't think the origin is in his first appearance in 110. I can't remember exactly. I'll find the exact issue that has his origin in there. But the origin is always the same with Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. It's always very gifted. One of the most gifted doctors there is, surgeons there is. Um, but he's arrogant. He's arrogant and he's always going. Um, he's, he's arrogant and he also gets to the point where he's, you know, focusing mostly on people that can pay him. You know, if you're not the rich and famous, you can't afford Doctor Strange. He's not going to save you. There's another one in there, and I can't remember what. Uh, the fi- I can't remember if the new. I can't remember. I don't think it's the newer issues in uh, that Aaron, uh, that um, uh, Jason Aaron is writing. But there's one where there's a. Um, actually, I think it is. It's the one where he's. Uh, He's with. He goes in there, and there's a bunch of students in there. He's talking, and the 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 doctor who's there is telling, uh, telling, um, uh, uh, oh no no it's not it's it's New Avengers Annual Two, and I'll get into that later on. But the way they they tell 
uh, his air and show his arrogance of thinking that he he's basically like you said he's a god who thinks he he's a man who thinks he's a god who can who can fix and, and, and save anything he can cure cancer he can do this he can do that he thinks he can do anything if you just put your hands out he doesn't accept losing and, right a hundred percent and the thing that the reason why I started really I've really enjoyed this character and been enjoying what I've been reading is what you find is so he goes out. He finds the ancient one. The ancient one is going to teach him how uh, to find other ways to help people. Right. And it's seen as a gift. But what I, from reading all this stuff now, and when you go through the Bendis run, and when you got with Jason Aaron, things like that, what I found is it's not that Stephen Strange was going to be the best student, but he was always going to be the one that he was so arrogant that he would take on all this stuff. Even Dark Matt, he would do all this stuff um, and he just wouldn't go too far. Like he would be able to punish and like, it's, it's almost like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a blessing that the ancient one gave him. It's more of a curse. It's particularly when you start reading the Jason Aaron stuff, you see the toll it takes on him. Like it becomes an idea that him becoming the source of Supreme was a curse. It was a, it was basically him being punished for his arrogance you know, all those other years. Like you, you go through these early Dr. Strange runs thinking, Oh no, he became was happy, happy, go lucky stuff. But then you start getting into the Bendis stuff and you're just like, this is not good. Like you're taking a toll on your body and you're kind of slipping away from this. Like this is not as happy, go lucky as I thought it was, you know? So that's kind of what I took from that. So Yeah. And it's so funny because the arrogance in him that, that I, and, and, and this is my reading of it. I'm probably reading too much into it, but the ancient one gave him this power, knowing that he'd seen what arrogance had led to in the past. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because if you, like, even in the first readings, I think it's a single car drunk driving accident. I can't remember if he was drunk or not, but yeah, definitely a single car accident. It's all Which, of him. It was a mixture. It's, it's, it's just arrogance and hubris. Mm-hmm. And the idea that he would hold back, knowing what this could cost him. Really, and like you said, I think that some of the best stuff's been done in recent years because it challenged that premise. Because let's just do this really quickly. I have a meta problem with Stephen Strange as a character mm-hmm. because for me, particularly reading some of the 70s, 80s comics, the more horror, not horror comics, but the mystical side of the Marvel Universe, there's no reason. That it, feels, it feels like reading the worst of Superman. Where nothing's a threat because I've seen him overcome so much. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know that we're going to talk about some of the, the standout stories, but I, I think that for me, it was, it was Bendis' treatment and, and accept, acceptance and reconciliation of the arrogance that really, that really made the character resonate for me. No, I, I think you're right. I, I, I definitely, um, like so a lot of the the appeal of the early strange stuff is the high concept kick ass like kind of metal like visual like the the idea of Dormammu is amazing and cool yeah. and and he's a great visual but like at a certain point it becomes you're reading a book about someone reading nonsense words to each other right and they don't really there's not a lot like um you you I remember reading the I think the first one is called like the 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 dread Dormammu the the that's like the arc that he does and let me see if I can find out exactly I, I haven't written down where the art 
Again, this this stuff is on um The Domain of Dread Dormammu, yeah. Strange Tales one twenty six and one twenty seven. Right. And this is after he defeats him, he gets the cloak of uh, levi- levitation, he gets the eye of Agamotto. These Again, you need to you, I don't say you want to need them. You kinda need you actually you do. You kinda need to read them to kinda get a, a base of where you're going on and your footing on them. Right. But like you said, like when you read these twenty six issues, at one point he faces off against Dramamu and then and like at, at some point Dramamu just leaves and he's like and Steve Strange is standing there like, I gotta do better next time. You're just like, wait, what the fuck happened here? Like there's there there doesn't feel to be the weight on what's really going on here. Because you're you're dealing you, you gotta understand, you're dealing with the unknown. You're dealing with, no, no pun intended, the strange. You're dealing with literally <laughs> going to hell and, and, and these demons from hell and, and, and stopping these things. Like, it just doesn't seem to have any real weight, right? Right. It doesn't take a toll on on this. And that's where I think the, the other, the, the later on issues come in. You need the earlier issues because it does get kind of give you the background on these characters. Like, Dormammu is obviously one of the big characters that repeatedly comes up and repeated enemies that comes up with Doctor Strange. Um, there's Nightmare, also another repeated enemy of yeah. Doctor Strange. And then, obviously, um, uh, Mordo. Baron Mordo, which I think his first appearance is uh, 111. That's right after uh, Doctor Strange, who is a, another student of um, the Ancient One, who then leads to going and, and, and killing the Asian one um, and, and stuff like that. One of the things I think that you can do if you want to kind of get some of this, this 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 background on some of these characters and get the background of Stephen Strange, you can read some of the earlier stuff. Like there's one that I found on Marvel Unlimited um, just called Strange. It was written by Sarah Barnes. That kind of goes over the, the origin of Doctor Strange. I think it's only like four issues, I, I want to say. Let me see. I'm uh, sorry, no, it's six issues. So it's six issues, and it takes you from his origin to him um, to, to him uh, getting injured. And this one, instead of getting a, uh, a car crash, it's a ski accident. He's skiing at night. Again, okay. arrogance. Arrogance to ski, you know, at night, <laughs> and he fucks himself up. Um, and then he meets uh, the Ancient One, and, uh, uh, well, actually, they're, like, the 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 ancient one's looking for him, but he's not ready. Like, it, it's a whole story there. They give a background on Stephen Strange working in, I believe, is in Tibet as basically yeah. one of those Doctors Without Borders type deals. And he's um, he makes a promise to one of the kids there. Makes a promise to a kid named Wong, and he's like, "Oh, I'll come back. I promise to come back. You know, I'll I'll be there." And like, I can't remember who it was the person that run the thing. It's like you're not gonna come back. Like everybody's like, "I've been here for so long." Doctor's like, you always come out here. You promise to come out here. And then what you get is you get, like, year after year, you get get strange. Um, not, like, those show, like, a year later, three years later. Still hasn't gone back, right? And he's getting more and more arrogant, more and more arrogant. And you're seeing that he does have some kind of, he doesn't know at the time, he does have some kind of connection to the magical realm, but he doesn't, he doesn't know it. I, it it's, a, it's an interesting spin, and I don't think it's the more canon version of his his origin, but I like it because it kind of it it, it eliminates it, it makes Wong a, another doctor first of all. He grows up to be another doctor, and while he does go to to, to be a trusted friend and, and helper of Doctor Strange, he it doesn't it, it eliminates that that manservant uh, yeah. aspect of it, which again, early Doctor Strange is very problematic. <laughs> I just put it that way, very very problematic. But it eliminates that, and it kind of 
gives you more of a, a, a background on the literally the arrogance of Doctor Strange. And I think yeah. that's an important that to me is the thing that always stands out. Is you you can nail the arrogance of, of Strange, um, but you have to tweak that origin because again that 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 early writing just had so much. It was very very heavy into Asian culture, and we just know how much that has been siphoned off of Asian Asian culture to use against Strange to a white guy, and then giving him a, a manservant Asian guy. It's just you know it's a problem. <laughs> it's, it's problematic, like definition right. problematic. It's a definition of problematic, but I, I again I think Marvel goes out of its way to not hide from that, but try to address. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. But I think that's an important piece here with 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 Strange. So um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else before we get into some of the newer stuff that was. I mean, there there's like three volumes of it. There's the two first, uh, there's volume one of Doctor Strange. I think volume two might be Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Um, let's see. There was, uh, you know, the one that I really started that I thought was really good. And we never covered this when we did Doctor Doom. The Doctor, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom Triumph and uh, Torment. Yeah, we talked about it. With the, I was about to bring that up too. Yeah. So that to me is, if you want to start like some earlier stuff with Doctor Strange, I think that's a good one to start with. I think that was a good, uh, it's good for not just Doctor Strange. But it's also good for Doctor Doctor Doom because this is the one where we talked about in Doctor Doom. You remember about him going to fight Mephisto for the soul of his mother, right? And in this one, you kind of, <clears throat> and this comes into play later on. You get the you get the earlier you get the early interactions of Strange and Doctor Doom. It really sets up and pays off the Hickman stuff. Oh, it really does. And totally. I hadn't really thought about it in that sense until we were reading this for this character corner. Like that's my thing about Strange is I really like him. As a foil to other characters. Yeah. As a standalone character, he's always left with lukewarm. I've heard great things about the Aaron book. I started it for this character corner. Did not finish it. Um, you told me it's good. I need to probably spend more time with it. But that's kind of where I've, I've always been with this character, which is why I'm excited about the early reviews on the movie, which, by the way, Marvel, uh, once again, no embargo, you cocky sons of bitches. Right, right, right. Yeah, the, the strange and basically what happens is the ancient one pulls a call out to all those uh all the sorcerers in the world that come out and he's going to train you're going to they're, they're trying to um the, the first step of this is the ancient one puts a call out to uh i don't even know was it the, it wasn't the ancient one it was the blind oh fuck not the blind it's i can't remember what it was but it was another another um it's another individual it's called the, they're going to try to choose the um uh uh, uh the sorcerer supreme and I think it's the 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 Vicente or I can't remember the Agamotto. It's one of the it's one of the one of the, the spiritual beings that is tied to Doctor Strange uh, eventually later on. But he puts a call out to find out who the new uh, Source of Supreme is. Right, so everyone shows up, but so does Doctor Doom. Everybody's kind of like, wait a minute, wait, Doom, like, um, and what you see is Doom is. And I think we even did this when I did our Doctor Doom character corner. Doom becomes infinitely more interesting when you don't forget the fact that he's not just a tech person, but right. he's also a sorcerer. When you add that aspect in Doctor Doom, it becomes very, very intriguing. And it's one of the reasons why um, when you, uh, if you jump to you know, when they relaunch um, Invincible Iron Man and Doom shows up, he doesn't have his armor, but he's all into his magic. It becomes very, very intriguing. 
And um, so basically what you have here is you have a, do- a, a Doom who isn't to the same level as any, any of these other sorcerers. Um, and he does still use his, his tech, but he basically have him using and mimicking some of Doctor Strange's um, movements to learn how to do. Like, the thing about Doom is he's always a learner. You show him something mm-hmm. once, he's going to be able to repeat it. And you have you, you basically have Doom learning some of these moves and how to be a, a better sorcerer from from uh, Doctor Strange. So in the end, it's left to Strange and Doom, and Strange ends up doing what needs to be done to become Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, because Doom was left standing, though, he's allowed, uh, I can't remember what they call it, but he's allowed one, to ask the Sorcerer Supreme to... For one uh, favor. For one favor. And, if one fa- and, and, and Strange is just like, no, this guy's a dictator. <laughs> he's, you cannot do this. Like, are you, he was already, they were, Arrow was already tripping on the fact that, wait, you're going to even allow him to even try to do this? Like, he's Dr. fucking Doom. You can't do this. So, but he has to, and um, Doom is like, "You're gonna help me rescue the soul of my mother." And he even hits him with some. I mean, if you don't do it, I mean, if you want to condemn the soul of an innocent woman <laughs> to burn in hell forever, you can do that. So Strange agrees, and so what you have is Doctor Strange helping and teaching Doctor Doom more about sorcery, so they can go into hell and rescue the soul of his mother. And um, it is a very I think it's, it's a very, very good story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that story because you get not only like you get – it's a great Doom It's a great doom story. Oh, it's a great Doom story. But it's also a great Doctor Strange story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we talk about some of the more interesting things that have been done with him recently, it really – like again, like I said, it didn't click for me until like this week when I read this book again. No, oh, yeah, no. The tie-ins with also Mike Magnola of Hellboy fame doing like I think it's like his third or fourth mainstream art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. When you if you if you just want to read if you want if you're going to read the Hickman stuff on Strange and the Secret Wars, read this this book first because I think it really ties into because one and it, I had never read it before, so this is my first time reading it. So I'd always been on some why would Strange ever really agreed to do some of the things with doom. But then when you read this book, you're going, Oh, they kind of got a newfound respect for each other from this. Right. You know? And it's like strange saw that there's more to doom than what anybody else sees. Cause he literally was going to hell to rescue the soul of his mother. And, and, and then in the end tricks, Mephisto into doing it, you know, like this is a dangerous guy. But at the same time, you're like, huh? got to keep an eye on this guy like he's there's right. more to him than we thought and we got to do that so there's that um another thing uh as you can read uh that involves dr strange uh the infinity gauntlet basic trilogy i didn't read go back and reread it some but i know he's in there um i didn't read some of the tie-ins for his infinity gauntlet tie-ins that were in his book but i've been told that some people say that those are good things to give you insight into doom i mean and into um strange I can't really, like I said, I've read Infinity Gauntlet a while ago, but I never read the the tie-ins for that. Yeah. Um, I like that because, again, it's strange. He's tough because you got to put people, if you surround the people who are around his power level, the story gets a little wonky and, like, hard to comprehend mm -hmm. and, like, hard to relate to. But it's when the characters, I think, especially the earlier books, is most relatable. Right. 
Because it's it's harder to see him interact with Iron Man and Captain America when you're like, oh, he literally knows more than them and is way more powerful than all of them. Mm-hmm. But then when you put him on the stage, like the Infinity Surge, or Eternity Surge, excuse me, like that, he it, he fits more, but it's harder to relate to. I don't know. It's Doctor Strange has always been a weird read for me. Yeah. Yeah, it is a weird read when you, um, when you, yeah, yeah, when you, when you put him just as an Avenger, uh, but again, well, I'm, I'm saving up for when he really, to me, when, when I think there's a, a light bulb went off when people started realizing how you can do it and make sense. Um, no, let's, let's do this right now because I think a lot of people bag on this curator, but let's give credit where it's too. Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. I mean, we always. Figured out how to make him work. Look, we, we, we. You'll always hear us talk about certain creators all the time. You know, with, with, with with DC, we've been talking. We talk a lot of Johns. When you talk Marvel, and I, I think when you're talking about, especially the last cha- the changes that have happened in the last few years with Marvel, Bendis, you got to give Bendis credit. I mean, even if it didn't work, like he, let's say like, let's say his writing style is not your cup of tea. You don't go for the big deconstructionism of comics. That's fine. You've got to tip your cap at the amount cap at the amount of influence and impact he's had on not just Marvel, but the industry. Right. Miles Morales exists because he was the brainchild of Brian Michael Bendis, and Miles Miles Morales is still a consistently written and understood character because of his tight stewardship over Miles' appearances. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get why people feel some kind of way. But, like, you got to look at the bigger picture and what goes on. And I think with Doctor with Stephen Strange, he becomes an infinitely more interesting character when you start you stop trying. Because I think before before Bendis, the problem with Doctor Strange was they went from this arrogant, you know, white privileged, I can do anything, save the world type character to now the only difference between him being Sorcerer Supreme and that was he's doing it for good. Hmm. And there was there's. There's literally nothing in between. Like there's, like you're like okay, but then you just made all you basically did. You said Superman. You basically made him an all powerful being, and that's it. Like there's right. there's nothing in there's nothing in there. So what Bendis does is he starts making it so that you you're you're put Stephen Strange in situations where he has to make morally either dark or gray decisions. And when you do that, he becomes an infinitely more interesting character. Correct. Because it makes sense. When Again, if you make him a god, which is, in a way, you kind of do this sometimes with this power structure, you have to find a way to make it relatable. And if you do it and say, hey, listen, you know, you make a person with all this power and you have to make, and they have to make a bad choice. And that starts... When they, I guess you could start with the Illuminati comics. Oh man! Like that's and I think that's really where Ben just got his first hands on do on uh, Strange, right? Right, and and we talk about this Illuminati stuff, but it, it it starts and really goes down with the decision to send Hulk into space. And while it seems like, and again, like I've, I've heard people say, oh, well, they shouldn't have done that. It was a terrible idea. It's like, yeah, but when you think about what they had to face. <laughs> You're like, eh, was it? Right. I mean, it's like, to me, th- there is no good answer on that. You know, and here you have Stephen Strange here and the Illuminati, which is 
uh, Strange, uh, Reed, Namor, uh, Black Bolt, uh, Tony Stark, and Charles Xavier. Because T'Challa was like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> this is such a bad poorly. This is in poorly, and it does. But what you end up getting is you get them going through and doing all these really morally just wrong things. But they were tough decisions. It's basically um, they're making decisions that somebody has to make, but nobody wants to make. It, all right, so let's talk about the Illuminati series for a second. Mm-hmm. It opens with the Kree Scroll War. Scroll War. Mm-hmm. It opens with Strange and them very much in the thrall of the scrolls, and him using his powers in a way, an illusion of Galactus. It was so like, like you said, like they made a lot of questionable decisions. That was the first time I was like, well, that was probably not the best idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you get them fighting and, and searching for the Infinity Stones. Right. And, and, and like each at each turn, you watch them go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Like, in the Infinity Stones one, Reed puts on the fucking gauntlet. Yeah. He yeah. really shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. And I love the fact that the, in that, that comic ends with people thinking that Reed was strong enough to, to not use it. And I'm like, I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. That's not what... Yeah, that's not... Mm-mm. Like, did they ever explain that? Not really. Um, I'm, I've got the book in front of me right now. I've always kind of thought that Strange might have had something to do with that, too. Well, I think that you see, like, the very real fear, or, like, of all of them telling him the entire time, take the gun off. Mm-hmm. Take it off. Take off the glove. Mm-hmm. And, he and goes, then Watu appears, mm-hmm. and you get what Reed said, at least... And I trust Reed on this one where he said he was, I was trying to will the golem to cease to exist. Yeah, okay. But the last frame of that entire issue, you're right, is Charles looking at Reed. Oh, yeah, maybe it, it might have been Charles. Who it was Charles me. staring at Reed. Like, yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah, I, like something at the end of that one was like, ah, yeah, I don't really trust Reed on that one either. But then they make the decision of not, not destroying them or hiding them, they each take a stone. Yes. Which, again... Also problematic. Yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> Which comes back later on, the Hickman stuff, like I said. This all ties together. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just not a good idea. Like, there, there, there are repeated not good ideas here. And Stephen Strang is in the middle of it all. Mm-hmm. He's right there making these bad decisions. You know? And you see him constantly going too far. Um, I guess the next one would be, was it, would it be new Avengers or would it be the world war, world war Hulk stuff? It kind of all kind of goes, kind of goes together. Kind of goes together. Timeline gets a little wonky there. Let's go Hulk first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Hulk comes back, thinks that the Illuminati killed his, uh, killed his, his wife and, um, destroyed his, destroyed his people. Mm-hmm. And he's also kind of a little pissed that they send him off into space. A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, what you get for most part is you get him taking apart everybody else. Strange is trying to find different ways of using and, and, and calming him down. And he's trying to find a way into uh, Hulk's um, mind to get to Banner. And at one point it seems like it works. 
He's calming him down. He thinks it's working. Um, it does not work. And what ends up happening is you get, I'm not sure if this is the first time he does it, but Strange later on basically calls upon the dark arts to confront the Hulk. Yeah, the darkest of arts. The darkest. And and it cracks the door on the beginning of the imperfection of Stephen Strange. Exactly. Which makes him infinitely more interesting. Right. You know, he, he basically goes about this and, and it, it's to the point that everybody else is like, you, you might have gone too far. Like this is, it, it, it shows you what he's been holding back and what he's not willing to do. And, um, he goes off and what kind of distracts him is at one point he's fighting the Hulk and, uh, the, um, a building falls down and the Hulk protects the people. Yeah. And all of a sudden that's when it hits Steven strange. Oh my God, I might've just killed some innocent people in doing this. Right. And it is, um, like you said, that's the first crack. It's the first crack. It's the first time you really see him using the dark arts. And um, it kind of scares you. Kind of sca- What happens is it scares everyone. Cause that, and that's the thing that, again, makes it, it infinitely makes Stephen Strange a more interesting character. Because once he starts dabbling in these dark arts, you start going, this character. It's, it's, it, it's, it's weird. Because it makes you realize that while before Brian Bendis, you were like, oh, wow, they made this character so powerful. He can literally do anything. But then when you see what he wasn't doing, and now you yeah, see what like, he's doing. This is the stuff I've been consciously blocked, not right. doing. Right. Like, you're like, wait a minute. He's more, like, I, I'd actually argue that Bendis made him actually more powerful than he ever was. But then at the same time, because he made him flawed, those those flaws have action. There's a um, there's a, 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 a thing, and, and again, I, I really think the Jason Aaron book has been really, really great. It, it's... It's one of the probably the solo uh, Stephen Strange it's, books. It's, that... it's weird where he's using like is he using like uh, mystical like tools. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I oh, read wait, the no. first two issues of that. Oh no 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 he doesn't really. I mean he uses them, but basically what they're showing in this is, and at one point what happens they show you is that when he uses the dark arts and they literally at one point they're having it so that all the magic is being destroyed in the in in in, this, in, in several dimensions. There's a new right. enemy that comes in and destroying. So he's used he every now and then he'll use a, a tool because his magic just isn't working because it's not there. And they're tying right. his magic to the books and things like that. There's that one point where is this like a mystic chainsaw or something? No, I don't. I'm missing some books. I think. Yeah, no, it should be the 2015 Strange book, Doctor Strange book. Okay. So I don't think he used a chainsaw. I don't think so. Uh, maybe, or maybe I didn't get that far. Um, but there's at one point where he's talking about. Uh, they, they flash back to a conversation he had with the, the ancient one training him. And um, the ancient one tells him to hit him as hard as he can. And this is when he still had his hands fucked up. So he does, hears himself, and he goes, he's like, why are you teaching me how to punch when I'm lear- when I'm here to learn how to be a sorcerer? He's like, so when you punch me, it had a it had a reaction to your hand, right? It hurt you, right? He's like, yeah, but I want to be a sorcerer. I'm going to use magic. It's not going to do this. It's like, no, 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 no. Everything has a cost. And I think that when you start with Bendis, you start seeing that every time, and I think that's why I really like Jason Aaron's book. Every time he does some of this stuff, it has a cost. It's not done for free. It is not just, hey, he uses a magical spell. Everything's good. Like There's there's times you see this where he's literally taking on the evil into himself. Like um, To jump ahead, I, I want to, 
we're, we'll go back to some of this, this, this other Bendis stuff. But this was during the Hickman run. There was uh, New Avengers number two. Uh, New Avengers annual number two. And uh, what I really love about this is, so Stephen Strange had been called back to, I, I, don't, I don't think it was where the ancient one was from, but it's somewhere, somewhere else. And um, there was this, uh, there, there was a young girl who had, uh, had been uh, the, the, the promising student. She was a princess or something like that. And she had been attacked by this demonic parasite. And um, they were basically telling Stephen Strange, hey, we need your help to kind of get this going. And, and they, they run this, this book in parallel to, um, they, they run that story in parallel to something going on in Stephen Strange's past where he's talking to um, another doctor. And the doctor's like, hey, listen, you, you promise these students that you can do anything that they don't have to worry about. They don't have to make a choice between saving a patient and not saving a patient. Like You're, you're telling them that, that the only difference is they're not working hard enough that they don't do it. So she brings it to this hospital and is like, hey, listen, there's this guy here. I've been working with him. The little kid calls her like auntie, whatever. And, you know, he's got terminal cancer. He's going to die. So Stephen Trains looks at him and is like, no, he steals the guy's chart. I'm going to save this guy. He's like, we're going to get an experimental treatment. We're going to do this. Tells the kid, I'm going to save him. Right? Ends up happening. He doesn't. Guy dies. And, you know, the kid is mad. The woman tells him, you're so arrogant. You thought you could even do this. And it's paralleling with the story of, of Stephen Strange having to make the decision of if he, if he stops the, the parasite, he could kill the girl. If he doesn't do that, it could destroy the entire world. So he has to make a choice. So, and it shows you that the arrogance of Stephen Strange hasn't changed. It's just a, the matter of what he's willing to give up to do it. Basically, what he does is he offers himself as a vessel for this this demonic parasite versus the girl. So demon's like, all right, cool, I'll take it in. Demon goes into him and he traps the demon inside. He's like, I have enough magical uh, 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 of um, defenses that the demons are going to be trapped in my in, in, in me forever. They're going to get him. So he takes in. But the the the, the people that that he was there to to help the the his oldest friends. They basically tell him he's banned from coming there ever again. Right. Because it's like you, you gave up. I mean, you're using dark magic. You literally took on the, instead of destroying the demon, you took it into yourself. And it's because Stephen Strange couldn't, uh, couldn't give up killing that girl too. So you see him, the, 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 the toll it takes on him of him literally taking on evil into himself. And uh, they, they, they play on that more in Jason Aaron's book. And um, it's, 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 like you said, it's what makes him an infinitely more interesting character because you start seeing him do this through the Bendis run. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very yeah. fascinating. I, I was looking at New Avengers, uh, I think it was a different annual too. It was during, like you said, the Bendis run, but it's where they're fighting uh, the Hoods guys oh, yeah. and he uses the dark the dark magic to get him out. Yes, that's the other one that, that yeah. Well, there's, there's another one after this too on the Hickman's run where he literally sells his soul. Oh, we'll do that. Well, yeah. We'll get to the Hickman run stuff because that one's, I have played, it, yeah. It's really dark really fast. Right. <laughs> but he uses this power to free them and the team says, what was that? He says, our struggles of late, I have had to call upon darker forces that I don't, would normally use. Forces I thought that I control, but I can't. It was arrogance. The same arrogance that led me down the path I'm on in the first place. My hands, my hands are useless again and I tried to disguise it. All the years and I have learned nothing. There's, I've had no time to deal with what I've done, and the forces are overpowering me. I wanted so much to help you, my friends. I wanted so much to help my old friend, Bruce Banner, but I failed. And I have failed in my task as Sorcerer Supreme of this dimension. I, I don't think I can help you anymore. 
I need to atone for what I've done. I need to learn all that I've lost and put the black magics that I had no business using in the first place. I can't help you anymore. You have to leave here. We all do. I'm sorry, my friends. And then he vanishes. Yeah, th- this is where he gives up uh, being Sorcerer Supreme. I mean, I right. we talked about the new new Avenger runs with, with Bendis, and I think we did the same thing when we talked about this with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's to me. There's three characters stand out, and I, at some point we're gonna do character corners and go through these new Avenger runs. We did the Hickman stuff. But I think the Bendis run stuff is is it just is important. Um, I think there's three characters. Like, it, it's a Luke Cage story in a little bit. Um, I think it's also a very very important Doctor Strange story in here. Agreed. It it it's very heavily like it ends. I think the volume two ends with him becoming the Sorcerer Supreme again. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah. And then I think it's probably also I haven't read too much into it, but it's probably also a Hawkeye story. That's what I say. Yeah, Hawkeye's the third. Clint's the third one. Yeah, so it's like it's Luke Cage, Doctor Strange, and a Hawkeye story. Like that's what this, the Bendis run on New Avengers is, and that's another reason why you got to look at Bendis as, as being so important. It takes characters you normally wouldn't have thought of the, as being front runners on New Avengers. I mean, remember this is a team, a New Avengers team that has Wolverine on it, mm-hmm. but it's, he's not in the top three. He's um, a fighter and he's comic relief. He's like, right. how are you in all these teams? Yeah, well, no, they, I'm they got, Canadian. It's my real superpower. Yeah, you got you got you got Logan and you got you got you got Peter Parker on this new Avengers team, but they are more secondary characters to Luke Cage, Doctor Strange, and and, and Clint Barton. I mean, I think that's a I think that's a very important thing to do uh, for these two volumes, and you see this throughout this whole entire stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you you get. The Hood, which is another becomes another very important character. The Hood and Dormammu again. Like those are, Dormammu is always popping up in all of this stuff. Like right. usually, I would say ninety percent of the time when when something's going on with Doctor Strange, it's either Dormammu or or Nightmare. One of those two pops up, and it's a fucking problem. Um, <clears throat> but you have um, Strange, basically saying, and again, while you make the, the character flawed. You also show why he was important and basically saying, listen, I've gone too far. And I think it's a self-realization that I would even say some of the other Illuminati don't even have. You know, I've gone too far. I have to give it up. And it's not that the source, and I didn't realize it until I reread this stuff. It's not that he lost being Source of Supreme. He gave it up. And Mm -hmm. he, he gives it up willingly. Saying I am not worthy of this because I've basically become. Um, he recognizes I'm doing the same arrogant shit I did that got me into this place to begin with. So I can't, even though it's doing it for a good cause, the end result is still the same. Right. You know, I'm calling on dark forces to do this, and I got to do this. So what you get is you get. Um, I want to say. I can't remember. I'll find out what issues it is and put them down there. Oh, um, wait, no, I have it. Yeah, so New Avengers Annual 2, I think this is from Volume... I want to say this is Volume either... I think it's Volume 1. Volume 1, yeah. It's Volume 1. Uh, that's the one where he gives up being Sorcerer Supreme. And it's interesting Correct. to me that both the annual... This, this is Annual Number 2 and the other one is the Hickman... During Hickman runs Annual Number 2 where you have these important Doctor Strange stories. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but we'll see. Um, right. So 51... In, in this run, uh, issues 51 to 54 is basically uh, Stephen trying to find out who the new Sorcerer Supreme will be. Right. And he's using the uh, Agamotto, who basically, told him, basically said that there's going to be a, there needs to be a Sorcerer Supreme because there's some new threats coming. And it, it, this, 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 this dimension cannot go on without having a Sorcerer Supreme. 
So mm-hmm. you have uh, it going to different characters. You have Wiccan uh, from uh, the Young Avengers. We talked about that before. What did we talk about? When did we talk about Young? We talked about Young Avengers. I think in our first character corner we did Ant Man, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, in Wiccan, there was um, uh, Damon. Uh, what was it? Uh, is he Hellstrom? Hellstrom. Yeah. Uh, and it's going around trying to find the, the strange. Uh, there's a there's a moment where, uh, and again, it goes to showing you that while Strange doesn't think he's changed or that he's reverting back to his old self, you can tell that it's, di- it's different this time. There's a moment when um, he's almost killed by the hood who's been, you know, has Dormammu in him. And he he ends up making it back to the new adventure hideout. And he's like, hey, listen, I got to go do this. I got to go find who the new, um, the, the new Sorcerer Supreme is. I, I can't ask you guys to come with me because, you know, you, you guys are my friend. You're going to help. And the Avengers are like, listen, at some point, you're always doing all this stuff to help us. Let us help you. Right. You know? And while it's, in some ways, his arrogance never went away, there's a selflessness that Strange has in him now that it kind of blurs the line between arrogance and not. Um, And, and you see that in this run where he's like, I can't ask you guys to do this for me. And they're like, oh, no, no, we're coming. Even in the beginning of that issue that you're talking about, when he faces off with the hood, he says, the demon inside. Like, it's it's very, if if you didn't know who it was coming from, it would feel condescending. Mm-hmm. Whoever's guiding you to me, to me knows your bullets never touch me, even bullets with a splash of demon fire. Mm-hmm. I may not be Sorcerer Supreme anymore, but I still know how to defend myself. Right. And he just keeps telling him no, like, stop it. If you <laughs> want my help, my mentoring, I can help you. Mm-hmm. The thing inside you, whoever he is, knows it's true. He's asking you to possess a power that would destroy you. You're being set up. Like, it, it's very much like, I know what you're going through. Right. It's like talking to someone through a, a, a drug overdose. Like, hey, you've had too much acid. Yeah. It's fine. You're in a safe place. You've got to trust me. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like that. And it becomes like, from Sorcerer Supreme, almost like, Sorcerer therapist, like right. he's not just so anymore, but like he's really like like Parker Robbins is a detestable human being who's mm-hmm. willingly affiliated himself with a demon, but the entire time Doctor Strange is like, I know you're trying to kill me, but you can't. Right now, what you can do <laughs> is let me help you. We, we, like it's it's so condescending, it, yo, but he's a, so right. We need we need a story. Uh, young, uh, it, it needs to be uh, Doctor Strange uh, fix my life. Yeah, that's what it was. No, it really was. It was like mm, all right. And my favorite, you know, what my favorite Doctor Strange moment, which I don't know if it qualifies, or if I just want to talk about this moment in the book. At one point, Luke Cage gets a tracer put on his heart, and Doctor Strange and Hank Pym have to go inside and try to get it off. And the, when they touch it, like, it turns into a bomb, and they've got uh, Norman Osborn and his troops coming down on them, and they're in some house where they're doing the surgery. And when Osborn gets there, they've all teleported out, but left a bomb, and then it explodes, and someone says, whose house is that? He goes, it's my house. <laughs> like, Strange chose that house for a reason, and it's great. Right. Um, real quick, I want to go back to that 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 uh, the other new Avengers uh, 2 that, that that I was talking about. And this is when he's come back to being Sorcerer Supreme. Right. And the story I was telling about how he went to save this woman, the, this young girl. <clears throat> and again, it, it just opposed itself with uh, the woman basically saying to Strange, why can't you accept the impossible when he when he just wouldn't let that, uh, that, that other man come to peace and die? Because he even said, it's like, that family had gotten peace with the, the, that man going to die. And what you do, you came back, you gave them hope, then you took it away again. Why can't you accept the impossible? <clears throat> you go strange. Now back in the present time, talking about trying to stop this demon. Nothing is impossible. Everything has a price. The difference between the strong and the weak is simply as who is willing to pay. 
to give everything they are for even the slightest hope of victory. I have given myself the darkness. I paid. I have paid in full. I am the doctor. I will not be denied. And so it comes back to um, what the uh, the um, when when he's being when he's done all this stuff and he has told the the people what he did. So you are un- unwelcome to return, Strange. Your dark arts brought a foul air, air here. Your princess has been returned to you. At what cost, Stephen? Taking all that evil into you, what have you become? What was needed? What was necessary? Goodbye, old friend. Hmm. I've seen things you could not you could not imagine. I have been where de- demons fe- fear to tread. I have become what the world requires of me. Nothing is impossible, but only for those who know the price. And I have paid dearly. Like that is just basically kind of sums up where he's going with this stuff and what he's doing. So anyway, back to this stuff. So we go through all this stuff to try to find out who the new source of Supreme is. It turns out it ends up being uh, Brother Voodoo becomes Doctor Voodoo, um, and that's who it is. And there, there, you can actually read; it's not bad. Uh, the Doctor Voodoo Avenger of the Supernatural. So it's I mean, short, but it's good. I wish it got a longer run, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. It, it was it was a short little run that gives you more insight into, and, and honestly, it, it does two things. Like it shows you that it gives you a different source of Supreme, and you know Doctor Voodoo becoming this, but it also shows you because I think that. Up until this point, we really hadn't really gotten it. It shows you how much the Sorcerer Supreme has to deal with, mm-hmm. and and it even shows yeah. you with him, even shows you with Doctor Voodoo, him having to struggle to maintain everything and do this. And in that in that case, it's a um, Doom shows up in that. <laughs> Doom shows up in that, and it's also Nightmare. So you get you get you get you get some of there. And, I, and again, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't read Fractions Defenders. I know that Strange is in there as well. But then we come back to Volume 2 of Bendis' New Avenger run. And in the first six issues, um, you're having Dr. Voodoo end up sacrificing himself. And I think it's because the um, the Gazo Agamotto or something like that, something happens and uh, is tr- going around possessing different people. So Dr. Voodoo right. ends up sacrificing himself. Um, Strange still does not become. They end up destroying the Agamotto. He does not become the new source, source supreme for, at that moment, and and you're going. What you then get is, uh, what is what is Brother Voodoo's um, Daniel brother? Drum? Damon Drum. What is that? No, he's Damien. Uh, Daniel. Daniel was his brother, the one that was yeah. dead. And was a, so, uh, Brother Voodoo sacrifices himself as source supreme to stop. What needs to be done? Makes the decision on his own. Yeah. His 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 brother, who's in astral form, it was uh, Daniel, right? Yeah. Daniel does not blame Doctor Strange. Hundred percent. He he blames Strange. He's like you 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 you're the one that, that made my brother Sword Supreme, which is not true. Not you're true. the one that it, the Ayagamoto cho- chose who it was. Strange had no idea who was going to be it. He gave it up. But he, he kind of blames Strange for even giving it up, saying, if you had not done this and you left my brother unprepared to do this, it's grief. It's basically what it is. Strange, had, it, Strange had nothing to do with it. But he promises that he's going to get Strange back for this. And that's when New Avengers Volume 2, 31 through 34 happened. And um, he comes back and he does a pretty good job of almost making good on that promise. Yeah. Um, he's not a liar. No, he is not. He comes back. He, his basic goal was to take over as many of, uh, of what Strange's uh, 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 Strange's uh, 
he first of all he goes around and kills all the other sorcerers anybody that could have helped strange first of all then he goes around and he starts taking taking down the new avengers one at a time and jump from body to body and 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 using them against strange um at one point uh even was like uh strange is almost gonna be blamed for the murder of victoria hand i mean it's so much stuff going on here and it ends up happening that strange ends up having to uh once again Use the dark arts. Let me see if I actually had that one in there. I don't think I did. No, I didn't take it. But he ends up going because because uh, uh, Daniel was basically like, "You can't, you can't defeat me. There's nothing you can do." Um, and then that's when Strange realizes that the reason why he got rid of the other sorcerers is because he got rid of other sorcerers that would have used the dark arts, which was the only thing that would have stopped him. And Strange is like, oh, "Okay, hold on." Be real quick. I got to make a quick trip, real quick. Visit a friend, comes back and starts using the dark arts against Daniel. And again, it's doing things that it's and, and, and the reason why it's a good arc is because the reason why he gave up being Sorcerer Supreme is because he had been willing to do these things. Right. So he goes and does them, and it's basically like, hey, listen, you know, I you know I gave up Sorcerer Supreme because I was using this, but guess what? And you're not fighting the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. I'm not Sorcerer Supreme anymore. I can do this shit now. And once he starts doing that, he whoops his ass. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's not a close fight. But at the end of that, it's funny you have a conversation going on between um, Damien and what you later find out is the Ancient One. Um, and the Ancient One comes back. And let me see if I, I actually have that one. Stephen Strange, it is good to see you in person again. The Ancient One. This is my teacher, the man that taught me everything I know. Not everything. You have learned so much since you first came to me. When you were my student, you would never have been able to control the dark arts without succumbing to them. You taught yourself to vanquish a foe who used your friends and weapons against as your friends as weapons against you, and you did it without hurting any of them. You protected this realm, even though it is no longer your duty. I know that you relinquished your role as Sorcerer Supreme because you thought you did not deserve it anymore. Yet you continue to act as a hero and everyone, as a hero to everyone and to every and, and everyone, uh, to anyone and everyone, and you ask for nothing in return. Because of this, I bequeath to you once again the all-seeing Aya Agamotto and basically make some Sorcerer Supreme again. It's like, yo. And also, Damien admits that he's not dead. Oh, yeah, dude, I love that <laughs> moment. He's Satan. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yo, yo, Voodoo couldn't kill me. Come on, man. It's like, I'm, I love that moment, too. But, um, yeah, you basically have, and, and this is where I come back to, like, it's kind of a curse. It's like, yeah, strange, strange like, you're the only one can do this, and you're gonna take all this evil. And what you see is, this 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 continues on, that he has to find strike a balance between using the dark arts and being Sorcerer Supreme and doing this, and um, it leads to some really dark moments for Strange. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it's time to get into New Avengers, right? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why the pause, man? Because I just want. I, I'm, I'm. You got me stuck in the on issue thirty four now. And I was reading him selling back the mansion to uh, Tony. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Selling oh. the mansion to for five dollars. But wait, didn't didn't I sell it to you for a dollar? Yeah, turn, I made a profit. Turn a profit. Thought you'd like it, right? He's like, I kind of do. We're gonna talk about all of new Avengers. There's one thing I want to talk about first. Issue twenty three, page ten. Thank you, Wong. That will be all, of course. And Wong, yes, Doctor. I have something that I, that, yes. Am I a good man? Silent panel? No. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah, that's that's the new Avenger stuff, right? The all new Avenger oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, that's Hickman, issue Hickman. 23. Yeah, that's Hickman stuff, yeah. Right near the end. 
Yeah. Because he's not. He's He can't be. In he's order to do it anymore. It, huh? He's not a good man anymore. Well, I'd argue that was he ever, could he ever be once he became Sorcerer Supreme? Right. I mean, I just don't think you can. I don't think there's a way that you can do and deal with all the things he, he could and still be considered a quote-unquote good man because it's just, there's there's too much to do. Right. There's too much at stake, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I pulled out some some of the some of the new Avengers issues that stood out to me. The, the, the one you just read was what, 23? 23, yeah. Yeah, so it was, I think it was 14, 20, and 21. Um, there's 27 where he becomes the head of the Black Priest. And 33 when he eventually joins with Doom and stuff like that. But it's just like you slowly start seeing, again, he's with the Illuminati, but you start seeing him slowly just just, just sacrificing more and more to, to to do what's necessary. Like, I think it's either... So are you selling your soul, Stephen? If I'm to be damned, let it be with all the resources at the disposal of a Sorcerer Supreme. How much of your soul do you sell this day? All of it. Mm-hmm. God damn, dude. And what I love is they were like, wait, you don't have all of your soul to sell. You've already done it. Right? You you've been found wanting. Yeah, you you you've already you've 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 done that. <laughs> you you you've you've already sold like and that's when you start realizing, oh my god, like he's he's he, he's right. He's what else have you done? You know? Um but he still gets the power. And um you see it, I think what is it? Is that twenty one? Let's see. Is it twenty one, where they're basically fighting the not Justice League the uh, uh was it um, uh, what's the team? Oh god damn! I know you're talking about. Why do I always forget the team name of them? Squadron Supreme, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you're basically fighting them, and you know uh they're basically whipping the new Avengers asses. I mean, some of them are getting in stalemates, but for the most part, it's not happening. And um, even uh I can't remember who it is, but it's, it's facing off against Strange and uh. That's when Strange basically hits him with this. He's like, do you know these were charlatan? Of course you don't. You don't even have the gift, do you? I would wager you spent most of your your life acquiring your items and pa- or a power. At best, you're a curator. Both, uh, but I think we both know you're just a thief. Would you like to see? Would you like to see real power, child? We'd like to see what the art really costs. And then you see Strange has yeah. You start seeing that. Every now and then, there's that. It's like, it's like that that moment uh, when when uh, Logan is reminded why why uh, Scott's on in Scott's charge. in charge. You start realizing why he is the Sorcerer Supreme. And um, oh, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, okay, he's all right. Fully given into the dark arts. Yeah. In order to, to to pull this off, and he basically takes out the entire squadron. I mean, this is at, at one point where I think it was, was it who, who was it, that Sentry or something had beat the Hulk. You know, had yeah. had, be, had hit the Hulk so hard, Bruce Banner came out like <laughs> he loved his group. and Stephen Strange takes them all out. Well, let's talk about the beginning of this because the whole thing is. Let's go to the meta story because mm-hmm. the whole story is basically them fighting against the extinction of the universe. Yes, and that there was a group of people that they knew who was out. Working some way towards that end, known as the Black Priests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you eventually learn that 
they're working at the behest of Stephen Strange. That he is the head of the Black Police, which I thought was one of those and, holy shit moment at 27, yo. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, no. 20, I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I was like, I have to read the whole series now, don't I? Damn it. Because it's, Yeah, because at some point, Strange just leaves. He goes away, and people can't find out where Stephen Strange is. He's went somewhere and went to do something. Nobody knows what he's doing. Well, that's what it is. He's gone out to to become the head of the Black Priest, which is one of the orders that they're going out. They've been this is where the story becomes so fucking crazy. I know it sounds, but at one point, Stephen Strange and them are up against the Black Priest. But if the Black Priest are the ones that Stephen Strange is, it's it's an out there story. All right, yeah. Just, just know it's out there, but it's important and it's so fucking good and it makes sense. How? As with all things, with practice and experience, mm-hmm. which is another word for expertise, of which I have an abundance. It has been some time, Odin, son. Welcome, my old friend. Welcome to my sanctum. When he pulled that mask, I was like, "Well, shit." I love, I love it when they were trying to stop him. It was like the, it was, it was Odin, son. It was a bunch of others, and they were trying to stop the black priest. And they're like, "You can't let them form the letters." And at one point, he goes, "Well, we we stopped them from how we 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 muted them so they couldn't speak the words, the the letters." He's like. Because I don't speak letters. I speak words. And it's just like... And I, know, and I know all of them. And I know all of them. What words do you know? All of the words. And it's just... You again see how much Stephen Strange has put onto him. And again, this is where you become... Again, not only does the character become more interesting when you have him having uh, uh, flaws, because it's more interesting when you recognize the fact that he is that dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't... like, And I think that's one of the problems with earlier Strange stories is... They they tried to neuter him by understanding that he being Sorcerer Supreme is not to be taken lightly. No, he is that guy. <laughs> you yeah. know, he wears that weight. He wears that weight, which then comes into when you find out that he basically agrees with what Doom is doing and agrees to help. Well, not even agrees to help. He realizes that Doom's the only one in position to, to really him. pull this off. Right. And I love the way that the, because before they make explicit the connection between the two, they do a lot of um, like uh, you get two pages of Doom story, two pages of Strange. Mm-hmm. And now, the way that I don't know, man, it's for me it was just really well done. I just though not only this, I loved the story. I've, I've been I've made no bones about that. I loved the story that was told in this book. Mm-hmm. I loved the way Bendis did it, but the form of the story is really where the art comes through. Because if you look like like the seminal issue is thirty one, mm-hmm. like that's where we see do we see the plan go into motion, and even now like even then knowing what we know it was hard to like get our heads around it. So as you're reading, it, you're like, I don't know what's going on here. Like you encounter the Black Swan, and he you were in a void priest of vacuum. This is a quiet room, and there are no words here. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> terrifying. All right. Like the the same thing he bragged about, just similarly, and then you see him win, right? And the much, excuse me, I'll read some of the caption here. I spent my okay. Uh, I'm a master of many things. I've spent my life learning the minutiae of mysticism, rituals, lost languages, symbols of power, and spirits, incantations, principalities, and much the much darker things. But all of it, the art, the understanding, the control, it relies on precision. There's an order that must be adhered to. In an urgency and desperation, these things defeat order. They bring chaos, and chaos brings the fall. And he loses. Mm-hmm. And 
you got the first hint of it when you saw uh, at the end of 27, I think, when he's revealed as the leader of the Black Priests, mm-hmm. where they're given the two missions. I forget what the other one is. I think it's to stop the – I forget, honestly. Yeah. But the other one is to, to, to stop Rabbi Mabal. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you're not given the clue then, and you don't really know then. But because of the time travel weirdness, you actually don't know if he knew he was about to meet Doom. Right. And they never reconcile. I love that. But you figure out the other party working to stop the end of the universe is Doom. It's Rabu Mabal Alal. Mm-hmm. I built a religion, and it stoked a grand fire within me. One hot enough and well suited for the task. We're ready for war, Stephen. I had disciples, but I always have them for more. You remember Owen Reese? The Malcolm and yes, he's an oracle for all times, and they kind of set the plan of we've got to kill gods. Right. I'm sorry. I, I just like again, like we start with this. The, the the book I think everybody should start with is the Doom and Doctor Strange book. And honestly, again, read the Jason Aaron stuff because after this, but you end with it. You, you can end with a Doctor Doom and Stephen Strange story. Yeah. You know. Two, it two, makes you appreciate what Hickman's done a lot more. Two, two, sorcer- two sorcerers going to kill gods. <laughs> That's really what and, it is. And these are gods who, by the way, in, this, in the uh, intervening issues, whip the asses of Thor, Hyperion, and all the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. That they sent out into the multiverse to save the universe. Right. That they thought it was a one-way trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, this 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 book, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and then you get into it's almost Wars. cheating. Yeah, it is. Same thing with Secret Wars. You know, Secret Wars is the same thing. Um, and um, you get the split between Doom and 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 Strange there. But um, yeah, I mean, I just think just read it. Like we can't do yeah, it just we because we can't do it justice explaining it because there's just so much. Again, you can go back and we did a, a comic, if you're a premium member, go back and listen to our comic book book club on that stuff. It's very, very high level. I mean, it, it, we get into the weeds, but it, it's it's a something you have to read for yourself. Dense. It is so dense. Like it is next to next to more than me. Uh, more than me. is there, and then reading <laughs> that Hickman stuff is the next one to me. Like we got to read it multiple times, and I got to find some time to actually go back through and read it all again myself. Because I had to read it like two or three times just to make sure I got it all. But um, yeah, so. And that kind of leads us into the all new, all different Marvel. We come in there and That'll you have. You've read more of it than I have. Yeah. Um. Again, what I like about it is it shows you that there's more to. There's a cost for everything. Like I think they're sticking with that. There's a cost to everything that Stephen Strange does. Um. I like the fact that at one point the the and I didn't get too far into what they're, they're doing with it, but apparently Wong is out there and he's basically built an army of 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 mystics who are basically taking some of the weight. Of what uh, Stephen Strange is doing, so when he casts the the, the uh, when he's using the dark arts to cast them, these these misses are taking some of that weight because it's like a support system. Yeah, because what, what what Stephen Strange was trying to do was he's trying to keep it all in his cellar and put it all down there. But at one point he passes out, and Stephen Strange just goes, "Oh, so you 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 put me in the cellar and all this stuff." But he's like, "That's what happened. What happened? What's really going on is Wong has created this army of mystics to help basically be batteries." For Stephen Strange, and Strange doesn't know. It's like a mystical call center, right? And um, it, it, to me, it's very fascinating, and I and I love what they've tried to do with Wong, which is making him more than just being a manservant. Um, right. I, and, I'm excited for the because I know some like a 
the soft touch of the retreatment they're using on the movies. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, too. me too. Um, some other characters uh, that we have, I didn't get too much into it, but I know she's bring, being brought in, into this decent era run that I didn't finish yet. Uh, Clea, which I, I look at it more along the lines of, at, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. Again, there, there you go. that's the safest way to put it. Because it's like the beginning of uh, when you meet her is again, it's that those old strange tales uh, issues, and it's just it's it's old, it's dated. I mean, there's like I said, I think there's a really good stories you can tell with these characters. It's just that they've you can't you 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 got to bring them to the 21st century or 22nd right. century, right? Like the nightmares, yeah. like even the way they've redone that for Claire Temple, yeah. You have to kind of mature the storytelling. Which, by the way, uh, there's another one, Doctor Strange, the Oath, that actually has Claire and Doctor yep. Strange. That's actually, I, I like that story. <laughs> that I was, like the Oath. That, that, that was that was a pretty good one, just because like she was talking about um, how she doesn't want to be uh, a hero or something like that. He's like, yeah, but you're wearing a cape, like you want to be a hero. Like it's a more lighthearted story. Like there's some ser- like I like the stories, and the, Jason Aaron does this too with this stuff, where there's there's some serious shit going on. But they make it more lighthearted, and you're like, and then you, then all of a sudden you realize because you've been laughing so hard. Then you were like, oh wait a minute, this is some serious shit. Like, this is right. really, this is really for all of humanity and other dimensions. Because at one point in the Jason Aaron one, you realize like there are other sources of primes and other dim, uh, dimensions, and they've all been wiped out. And literally, you're go like the the this, the, this Inquisition's happening where there's this person is using tech and he's wiping he's purging magic from every dimension and um yeah man it's i i like the jason aaron run like jason aaron does a really i love jason movie. aaron so i yeah. got, it has my attention which i've had time yeah i i definitely recommend going out there and reading i read the first six uh and uh, they seem pretty good um yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else to really get into uh we have uh he has several different items that that he uses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have, you know, we know his, his power for magic. But he, he draws some for some, some of the things. There's one, the Cloak of Levitation, which, he, again, he gets this at the end of 26 and 27. And the Eye of Agamotto, which, uh, what is the Eye? The Eye basically allows him, uh, I can't remember. No, that's the Orb. The Orb lets him see other, the Orb of Agamotto lets him see other sources of magic, I believe. And that actually had a cameo already in the MCU. It was right. in o- o- Odin's thor- uh, throne room. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Um, the Book of uh, Vishanti, which is the counterpart to the Darkhold. Yep. Which we're getting, we got the Darkhold on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. already, so yeah. So that's your direct tie-in to Doctor Strange, which they seem to be going with the entire season, which I thought, I think it's a great way of doing that. And there's several, there's several stories that have him dealing with the Darkhold or reading from the Darkhold or trying to protect the Darkhold from uh, other forces of evil and uh yeah so yeah i i think that from a problematic beginning i think you really start picking it up when you get to the business run start deconstructing him and making him more flawed so right and more interesting and way more interesting way more interesting so um that's pretty much all i got man for uh dr strange you got anything else you want to say about no this? we did a lot and I'm, I'm excited to see exactly how this movie turns out i've heard nothing but good things but Again, like we're comic, we're comic kids. Like we've grown up, mm-hmm. we gotta, you gotta show us, <clears throat> right, right. And it's, I think it's, they will. It's the weird, like even the Jason Aaron run is weird. You basically, at some point, you see through the eyes of Doctor Strange. Like at one point, he's running through in astral form. He's running through the park naked, being chased after 
magic sucking uh, slugs. It is it is a very weird psychedelic book, but it it makes sense. It makes sense, and um, yeah, it's 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 out there, man. It's some out there shit, but there's some good shit in there too. So, um, yeah. So that's our character corner on Doctor Strange. Our next character corner will be on Teen Titans. It'll be sometime. Part one will be sometime next month. I'll talk to Deepom. We'll figure out when we're going to do that. And um, be excited. I know Deepom is very, very excited for Teen Titans. I am. It's just, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. But this is why we're going to break it out. We can, we can, we can, take, we can take, take chunks. We can do this. Anyway, guys, thank you guys very much for listening. You can find the rest of our, our, our Character Corners on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search for Character Corner. There's a five-star review. We'll read it on air. Um, don't forget to join us on the uh, Facebook MTR Network. Uh, you can find the website mtrnetwork.net. Deepom as his own sports show, Ian's decision. Look for that on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget, Super Tuesday recaps are always going to be here. And um, we've been doing a lot with those. Uh, also, the ladies, uh, Shannon the Doctor, we do Supergirl, which uh, again, Deepom is a fan. I'm in on Supergirl. If you're on the fence. And you're depending on me, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's don't awesome. watch the first one. Don't watch the I watched the first season, and I feel okay. Yeah, you don't have to watch the first season. You get to write, just jump right into the season, second season, you'll be good. So, Again, folks, thank you very much for listening. And like I said, as always, leave us comments. Let us know what you think. Until next time, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.